to the Soulish Podcast. My name is Whitney Apke, and I am your host. I'm so excited that you are here to listen to my new podcast series, Soulish. Here, I'll be talking all about the ish of our souls. The ish being negative thought patterns, blockages, challenges, but also the victories, aha moments, and breakthroughs we experience in our mind, emotions, and will. We'll dive deep and talk about everything in between, of course. I'm excited to share my experiences and thoughts, as well as bring on guests who can help us make the connections between our spirit, soul, and body. It's my desire to uplift, encourage, and inspire you in each podcast. episode four. Thank you so much for listening. And really, thank you so much for all your support and love on the I Am Soulish Instagram and Facebook. It's been so cool to get your feedback and to see you guys commenting and messaging me back. And it's really cool to see what you guys are thinking about and resonating with. It's really cool to hear your feedback that you're loving the Soulish podcast and that you're really happy to be a part of the community and to contribute. And I really love to see the contributions and the sharing. And I think as we grow this community, we'll feel more comfortable to be vulnerable and share from our own heart and life experience and just where we're at. And I would love to see that more on the Instagram. So totally feel comfortable to post, to comment when I post a quote from the last episode or anything. If it resonates with you or if you want to share, please do because I will be right there cheering you on and thanking you for sharing and um, and talking right back. So it's really cool to build this community and to be a part of it. And It's really a privilege and I love it. So I would like to kind of dovetail off of last week's episode because there were a few things that really stood out to me in the episode. Amber Romaniak from the No Sugar Coding podcast was my guest last week and it was so great talking about the body and soul connection. And if you haven't listened to her podcast, go and listen. It's really great. I really loved when she started talking about the inner child and I actually laughed in the podcast about it because I I don't know if it was just the way it was explained to me the first time, but I always just had this kind of like creeped out feeling when people talked about their inner child because it just seemed very separate. And I don't know if any of you guys have also kind of either been taught or told or had it explained to you in a way that made you feel like it was or have the idea or concept that it was a separate entity from yourself, that it's like technically connected to you, but like you could live without it kind of deal. I I don't know. For me, I just really saw it as something separate and almost kind of like a dark part of myself. But as I developed and connected with my inner child, I really quickly realized that it's not the dark shadow part of me. It has and can expose those shadows or dark parts or things that I've stuffed down, not addressed, not healed within myself because your inner child is really the purest, most innocent, most authentic part of yourself. It's unfiltered. And there's a lot of benefits to connecting with your inner child because it really kind of reconnects you with the purest, most innocent, authentic part of yourself, the most unfiltered, raw, 
part of yourself. So when you connect with that, you see things from that perspective of uh, innocence and naivety even. And so I know that things that happen in our life growing up in our childhood, in those developmental years, those experiences really impact us. And even in, in adulthood, things that happen, it really, something that's really hurtful can really impact the decisions that we make and our perspective and how we see or view things and whether or not we're quick to self-protect, you know, or uh, quick to reject someone or something or quick to feel victimized. And I think a lot of those things that go unhealed or go unaddressed in ourselves, the inner child is very aware and the inner child feels that sense of frustration of why hasn't this been healed and why hasn't this been addressed. And so I think that's when people feel like, you know, the inner child is angry, but really it's yourself. It's yourself feeling frustrated and unhealed and insecure and unsafe within yourself. It's not for outside factors, it's for inside factors. So whether you truly at the core of yourself don't feel worthy of love or don't feel worthy to be accepted within a social group or accepted at work or you don't feel worthy of that promotion at work. It could be anything. You don't feel worthy of success. You don't feel worthy of having more than enough money in your bank account to enjoy your life and pay your bills and to not stress out every month. Or it's just a feeling of unworthy of being accepted and also just not loving yourself, really not being okay with who you are and not valuing who you are. And if we kind of said it in last week's episode, if you don't love and value yourself, why would someone else value and love you? And you end up getting exactly what you give to yourself. You end up receiving as well in your life. And because that's that is what you end up putting out. Hey, I'm unworthy of being loved. I'm unworthy of being accepted. I'm unworthy of this promotion because I don't believe I'll ever get it. And so when you have that, it's unspoken, it's all energy, but that does project out and other people can subconsciously be aware of that and it starts that whole cycle. So then you end up experiencing exactly what you believe, but on a conscious level, we're fighting for that promotion. We're working our asses off for that promotion, or we're really trying really hard to connect with people or to find our life partner. And so it's really frustrating because we're like, why can't I find that person? Or why, why am I never successful? Why am I never chosen? Why am I never given that promotion or that title change or that salary bump or why do I feel unmotivated? Why do I feel a lack of, you know, motivation to wake up in the morning and I'm not excited for the day? And I think it just really comes down to that core of not, there's some part of you that you're not loving, of not loving yourself. And so we have to listen to that. Whatever it is that you discover is inside of you that either you're not accepting or not loving, not acknowledging not wanting to go into that deeper. And I think we can get really obsessive about inward work and we can get obsessed with, you know, always improving ourselves. 
it's just something that really honestly is just a part of life. It's a part of life when something happens that brings something up. You can be an observer and and really kind of see those emotions rise or see those thoughts roll in and, you know, of, well, he or she must not really like me or he or she must not be you know, interested, whatever the self-talk is of, I'm not worthy of this job, or, you know, I'm not even accepted at work. They don't even like me, you know, and so I'm going to get fired. I just know it. Like all those thoughts, you know, of like, I'm never going to make enough money for anyone to feel like I'm worthy of being with, living life with. I'm never going to get that house. I'm never going to get that car. Whatever it is that is that self-talk that starts to happen, those those thoughts start rolling in and those emotions start to flood in and you start feeling overwhelmed with anxiety, overwhelmed with fear, overwhelmed with um, feeling like you'll never make it in life and that you're stuck in life. That is all an opportunity for you to sit back and observe and go, okay, interesting. Here I am thinking all these thoughts, all of which I know to my core isn't really who I am and isn't really true about myself, but it's interesting that I'm having this reaction. But it's also food for thought of what exactly is the core of this? Was it that your parents told you you would never amount to anything? Was it just life? Was it you know, the world told you that you'll never be successful or worthy of success? Was it, is it that? Is it the culture? Is it people when you were growing up in school? What is it that, that told you that you were not pretty or told you that you weren't a good person or just by default because of, you know, either your social standing or gender or, race or, you know, ethnicity, it could be anything, right? Like anything can tell us what we aren't. And so you got to go down to that core of why do I feel this way? I, I personally really struggled with victimization. I was a victim of everything and it started so young. And really it's because in life, I mean, as a kid, I, I was victim to bullying and I was victim to harassment. And and so, I mean, I did experience that on a very minor level, but I think it was just something that was built into my personality that life kind of just really hit me where it counted. And so I built the belief around that experience that I am never going to be enough. And I believed other people's opinions of me instead of knowing who I was and grounding myself in who I was. But I was a kid, so I didn't really know that. We always will have the opportunity in our life to either revert to old thinking patterns and the way that we feel and see ourselves, or we can still, you know, not necessarily rise above it, but we can still allow those experiences in life to be a moment where we can reaffirm who we are again and remind ourselves or reaffirm the truth instead of kind of what life is showing us is true. But it's also an opportunity just to go inward and to self-discover. Maybe there's something that you didn't see before. And so I think that's really what needs to happen in your life is that as things happen, it's not that you're obsessively trying to always better yourself because we're all on the journey. And as long as you have an open heart and, and an open mind to maybe something being 
an area of growth that you need in your life or something that happens makes you realize that maybe maybe something needs to change inside before that thing happens. It could be anything, right, that happens to you. But life is an opportunity always. So if you're open to it in your heart and in your mind and you're open to hearing it from other people that you trust, that you know have your highest good, then then you're you're going to be okay. You don't have to obsess over it. Cuz it's not a thing about being perfect, you know. It's not a perfection. Um, you know, you're never going to arrive. Life is a constant opportunity to either rise above something or to to succumb to something, right? To to either allow outward external things to define you or to only let yourself define who you are and you relate life to that inward belief. Hey, it's me. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am a certified life coach and I have been coaching and mentoring people for over a decade now. I specialize with issues of the soul, no surprise there, and can help you realign with your values and purpose, break free from emotional blockages and negative thought patterns, and you will feel motivated and encouraged to take the necessary steps to living a fulfilling life. My clients are people just like you who want to have connected and positive relationships with their friends, family, and significant others, break free from addictions and bad habits, heal emotional issues and trauma, and experience spiritual breakthrough and energetic healing. Because as we go through life, we encounter challenges and hardships, and sometimes we need someone to help us keep going or to make adjustments that enable us to overcome and grow and most of all, enjoy our life. My sessions are designed so that you are completely free to address whatever you feel is most important. If you are interested in meeting with me one-on-one, then go to WhitneyApke.com forward slash coaching and sign up. Your first session is on me. That feeling of insecurity and feeling unsafe within yourself or within a group, within work, And, you know, especially now we're all really struggling with, you know, am I going to be able to keep my job? Am I going to get furloughed or let go because of this whole pandemic and how much it's affected my company? And so I know that that's a fear in everyone's mind, but we have to, including myself, we have to approach that possibility or if it's already happened to you, you have to approach what has happened, the experience and go, okay, but I'm not going to feel less than. I think what we have to do is we have to approach it as an opportunity to maybe rediscover, you know, what you are passionate about. Uh, Maybe pursue something that you wouldn't have pursued otherwise because you were really stuck in that career path. And maybe, maybe it's good to have a switch up. You know, it's not financially great, but it could be in the long run because you ended up shifting to something that you were more passionate about. So who knows, you know, it's, it's really up to you to, to go in deep and to self-discover and to really ask yourself those questions of what am I passionate about? What do I want to do in my life? What, what do I feel most fulfilled when I do on a daily basis? And is that, is that connecting with people? Is it, being creative in music and art or is it food 
maybe it's food and creating dishes and you really have fallen in love with cooking since you were forced into it and all of a sudden you're like, I think I want to be a baker. Maybe that's it. So you never know what could happen, but it's so great to to let this be an opportunity for you to go in deep and discover that. And if we don't, if we don't take the opportunity, then we miss that opportunity. But it's okay because that opportunity will present itself again in life. And so I think that's the other thing. Like I'm a huge perfectionist and I've lived my life on, I missed it. I missed the opportunity. I missed my chance. Um, I'm, I've really struggled with that because I'm super perfectionistic and I'm very carpe diem, seize the day. And so when I feel like, man, I didn't really seize the day like I should have, then I really get down on myself. You didn't wake up at 6 a.m. You didn't do your yoga and your morning workout. You know, you really did not seize the day today. And I start off already with that self-talk of like, you're going to just stay fat and you're gonna, you know, never be healthy or, you know, whatever it is, or you're, you're super lazy. You have no self-discipline. I struggle with that. And so I have to remind myself, it's not about being perfect. If I honestly didn't feel like I slept well, that's okay. What can I do about it in my day so that I can get to bed and get the rest that I need so that then I can wake up when I want to wake up and have the most beneficial part of my day before I wake up my puppy. So it's my only quiet time for the whole day and I love it. So, you know, what can I do to basically tomorrow have my morning the way that I I feel most like I can get that self-care and that wellness and have time to meditate and to reflect and to dream. And I love my mornings. I, I really have to work on not going back into that negative self-talk because I'm so perfectionistic. So I'm right there with you people. I feel the same way. I struggle with the same things. And I I just take it a moment to go, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You're being really harsh on yourself. Relax. Like you're good. This is not a short journey. This is a long journey. Wellness and, and health is a is a lifetime. So what's not healthy is to think thoughts like this. It's not healthy at all. I need to do what I can in the time that I have. If I lost 30 minutes because I hit the snooze three times, then that's okay. That's fine. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do my morning yoga. I may not take a shower that morning. Don't judge me, but I'll definitely brush my teeth and wash my face and then get up the little puppy (laughs) and have him do his thing and have breakfast and, and go about my work day. And and all is well. And then I can do maybe an afternoon workout or an evening workout and really strengthen myself and then do some bedtime yoga and go to bed earlier. And that way I can really wake up that 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, whatever it is. So it's it's all in that kind of perspective, right? Of of loving and caring for yourself and not being negative and and harsh and self-critical and to really love yourself and know that you're not a machine, you're a human being. And so what at the core of you do you feel insecure about? What at the core of you do you feel unsafe? You know, do you feel unsafe in social settings? Do you feel unsafe at work? Do you feel unsafe at home? But what, what are you feeling not so sure about? And what are you reacting in a negative way with? 
Is it something someone says or said? Is it something that someone did? Or is it something that happened? What is it? So it's good to go in. And I feel like really there's just a couple remedies for feeling unsafe and insecure. And there's there's a couple ways that you can basically heal that and connect again and and be more in tune so that you more easily recognize and acknowledge when you're having those thoughts and those feelings and you can understand where it's coming from. So that way you have compassion on yourself. Sometimes it really takes somebody saying something or doing something uh, or something happening that triggers that, that that is the real opportunity that you can then address it and heal it. And so sometimes we may really dislike those people or we may really hate that moment, but it's actually a gift, you know, from the divine source to us to look inside and go, oh, wow, there it is. Dang, that's, that's really, that's something I got to heal. Because really any kind of suffering is something that is not right within us. That's why we're suffering. Anything that causes suffering is something that we need to heal because it keeps you from being the most authentic, innocent, whole part of yourself. And so it's really good to do. I think one of the remedies or one of the ways that you can, you know, heal that, that feeling or heal that thought or that belief and correct it, you know, bring it to light, bring it to truth and reshape it is connecting again with yourself. And a lot of that can be done at home alone. A lot of that can be done when, when you experience life and life brings things up, you can connect again with yourself, connect again with that memory of that past experience and bring it up to truth. And uh, my first boyfriend and breakup, I really had to use this because I was so in love. You know, it's your first love, right? So I had never experienced heartbreak like that and I had never experienced such a such a letdown, such a disappointment. And so for me, it was kind of traumatic because it also came out of left field. He was living two different lives and so it was really difficult to to kind of piece that together and to understand that, like how could I have not seen that? And I really took that on me of like, it was my fault. And so I had to use this and I actually heard this from a, um, I'm gonna try to say this right, a neuroscientist and a neurophysicist. I think she's both, she wears both hats. Her name is Caroline Evans. And I watched this uh, YouTube video of her and she basically on a science level said that a memory is both electrical and chemical. And that's how a memory is formed. So what you saw, what you heard, what you smelt, what you felt, all of that, right? That's the electrical part of it. Um, And then the chemical is the emotions, everything you felt um, emotionally and what that did. And then that forms the memory. That's why when we smell pie, we remember our grandma. It could be anything, a, a certain perfume. We remember our mom or our dad. Every time that something happens where it brings up that memory, that's actually on a chemical and electrical level, that's actually your time to change how you feel about what happened. You would be lying if you changed the information part of it, of what was said, what happened, what their facial expression was, what your, you know, what you said back. And you can't change that because that that would be, you know, 
you'd be lying to yourself. You wouldn't be truthful and honest. But so that you can't change, but you can change how you feel about it. You can change the chemical structure. And so, and your opportunity, your best opportunity at that is when it's triggered, when that memory is triggered and you feel all those feelings and all those emotions. And it's, that is the time to connect again with yourself and to restate the truth of, and restate if it needs to be forgiveness. Like for me, it was really forgiveness, forgiving him, forgiving myself. But that is your moment. That is seriously your moment to heal yourself. And divine source, God, still has them on their journey. So blame them for being in their own path and making their own decisions. That's okay. That's their path. That's their journey. And and we have to be at peace with that. But whether we got caught in the crosshairs of that and we either, you know, had a negative experience or something very painful and traumatic that happened, we have to forgive ourselves for being involved and we have to forgive them. So every time I would get triggered with a memory and that would come up, I would literally have to say, I forgive myself and I forgive him and I let it go. I choose to let that go. It's okay that it happened. It wasn't okay what happened to me. It wasn't fair. No, but it's okay that it happened. I learned from it. And I'm wiser because of it. So whatever it is that happened to you, I know it's not that easy, like click your heels like a Dorothy moment. But as you do that one by one, I promise you from experience, you no longer have those memories flood in and those emotions come right up with it and where it just feels like you're choking Little by little, you will chip away at that. You will change the chemical structure in your actual brain, in your mind. And that in turn will really, really, really help you to heal the inside wounds that were formed. And that will help you to feel safe again emotionally, to emotionally connect with other people. You have to be okay with emotionally connecting with yourself first right? And that has to feel safe first. So connecting with yourself is how then you can heal that wound of connecting with others and committing to other people. And that's how you heal that. And it's not easy. But as long as we take those opportunities and we see it as an opportunity to heal ourselves, then you are on the right path to being healed and whole and lacking nothing in your life and being open to new experiences and open to living and enjoying your life with freedom and, and with wisdom, you know, from past experience, you remember exactly what happened. So you can have foresight and wisdom still, you don't have to just go into life, like with a blindfold on, like nothing's going to happen to you, but, but you can enjoy life living in that wisdom and foresight that you have just from the past experience. Another remedy is to rediscover who you are. Rediscovering who you are is also a way for you to realize that you're not boxed in and you're not restricted in any way. You have no walls. You have no ceiling. There's nothing that you can't do. You are inherently pure potentiality um, and you are inherently limitless. Uh, If we believe that we are part of the source, then we are infinite, right? And there's infinite possibilities with our life. 
And so if you have that freedom and you feel that freedom, then you feel safe exploring things and having fun with life and learning new skills or learning, discovering new passions for things that you never thought you would ever enjoy. And so that's a way for you, in a sense, to connect with yourself and connect with things that maybe you never had an idea that you would ever be passionate about that you would never enjoy. So rediscovering who you are helps you in the sense that then you know even more so what you value. It can confirm what you feel your purpose in this life is, what your intention is for this life, and it can really help you find direction. You know, a lot of us feel lost, especially those who have lost their jobs or, you know, have that fear and it can actually be a real opportunity for you to rediscover that and rediscover maybe something that you never knew you were passionate about and that becomes your new career and your new life and you're more fulfilled than you would have been had you stayed on the career path that you were on. So you never know, but it can also be a way that you fall in love with yourself all over again. And I think that's super, super important to really love who you are and enjoy yourself, enjoy being who you are and enjoy doing what you're doing. That's something that nobody can take away from you if you find it. So rediscovering yourself is a really powerful, grounding, empowering time of discovery, of self-discovery, of, you know, even just how you relate um, can change, how you relate to people, how you relate to yourself can all change. Another remedy is acknowledging your value. When you feel insecure and you feel unsafe, one of the main reasons is because you don't feel valued and you don't value yourself. I found myself in a situation a few years ago where I had been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And if anyone had any needs, I would be right there and I would fulfill that need and I would help those people And it all came from a great place, from a very pure, authentic place of I love helping people because I've always been that person that loves to connect and loves to help people. But I ran myself into the ground and I then had nothing left to give because I had given everything I could possibly give. And it was so much so that like the things that I loved, I had no more love or passion for. I lost all sense of self in everybody else. And so I I basically walked away. And a lot of people just didn't understand. And they maybe blamed other circumstances around my life and everything that was happening. But on, you know, they think they thought like it was because of someone or something that I did it. But I really honestly did it to save myself because I just realized like I don't value myself. Because if I valued myself, I wouldn't be dishing myself out like I am. And so when I realized that, I, I thought I had a tribe around me. I thought that I was contributing for greater good. And I just realized I'm not. So I had to walk away. It was the best thing I ever did. Because I started to really dive into self-care. And it wasn't their fault. It was totally mine. And I burnt myself up into a crispy little bit. And man, did I have to rehydrate. So sometimes acknowledging your value isn't so much like you think you're not valuable. Sometimes it's because you're giving, 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 and you're not giving back to yourself. 
You're not protecting your time. You're not protecting your energy. You're not being wise, you know, with who you're giving yourself to. It's just taking a step back and going, am I valuing myself? Am I taking care of myself? If I'm truly connected with myself, I can ask myself, why am I putting out so much? Sometimes life needs that. Sometimes in life, we need to be putting out that much energy and time and space to people or our family. And sometimes that ebbs and flows, right? Where we have to give out a lot because it's just life is happening in that way. But then there needs to be a time of replenishing and there needs to be a time where we step away and we fill back up because you can't give anything that you don't have. And it's taken years. It's taken about four years to get to the place where I feel plumpy again. (laughs) So I don't want you to make that same mistake. I want to save you from being a burnt little crisp of a person. So definitely acknowledging your value and going back inward and saying, Do I have any sense of that I need to perform in order to be valued by others? Because ultimately, I have to value myself and know my worth before I can give out because it has to come from a true authentic place, not a place of a lack, you know, feeling like I lack something or I'm not enough. That lack mentality, man, it's sneaky. It can get you uh, because you can think you're coming from a pure authentic place, but really, It's coming from a place of need. You need something, so you're giving. And we can never give because we need something. We give and we receive freely, right? That's where it comes in and that's where it's really fulfilling. And that's where you truly enjoy life and you're never looking for something to fulfill you because you're already fulfilled on the inside. I'll end with this. When you know who you are, no one and nothing can redefine you. When you know who you are, It's not an external knowing. It's an internal knowing. So then nothing external can redefine you. And that's not an experience. That's not something someone says. Nothing can redefine who you are if you know who you are. Because you live in your own power when you know who you are and not in the power of someone else's opinion of you or not in the power of what an experience taught you about yourself. Because again, that's an external thing that has no relationship or connection to you. It's just a part of life. Life happens. So if we live life, letting life happen to us and things happen to us and people happen to us, then we will always be redefining our value and redefining ourselves and our purpose in life and our, our life's intention and, and our projection of how life is going to go. But if we know who we are, then we are truly empowered and we are not insecure and we do not feel unsafe because we know who we are. We know what our intention is. We know what our purpose is in this life. And that way, nothing can be against you, but everything can be for you. So living life with that true belief that nothing happens to you. It always happens for you. It's always an opportunity for you to go inward and self-examine and find those little bits of you that maybe are unhealed or unacknowledged. It could just be an acknowledgement that needs to happen and a reaffirming, you know, reaffirming yourself again of your value and your truth and being true to yourself. 
And then you could walk in a totally different way in your life, you know, and live life totally different, feeling more free, uninhibited, and like you can do anything you want to do in life. Thank you so much for listening to episode four. I hope you enjoyed talking about connecting with our inner child and the remedies of connecting, rediscovering, acknowledging, and grounding ourselves. Remember, when you know who you are, no one and nothing can redefine you because you live in your own power, not the power of someone else's opinion of you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow Soulish on Instagram and Facebook at I Am Soulish. I cannot wait to connect with you there. 